What do you think is the greatest love story ever told? This one. What, this one between us right now? Yeah, all the Lily Collins and Zac Efron oh my God. glamour interview. The stress, we just watched it. <laughs> Wait, do you actually have a serious answer to a non-serious question? I just thought I'd ask that question for the cold open and see what your answer was. I think I've got an answer. Really? Yeah. Okay, well... Fleabag season two. That's sad, though. I know, but it's just so beautiful. No. Yeah, no. It's not the greatest. It is. It is. Only, um, no. I wanted the priest to get with her so bad. Yeah, I know, but that, the agony, and you know how much I struggle with people not ending up together. Yeah, completely. So I'm very shocked by this answer. But the agony is so much that I haven't even cried about it yet. It pushed me past the point of crying about it. I'll come back to you in like three years. Yeah, I'm gonna, well, now that I'm done with my deadlines and stuff, I'm going to rewatch it. So I'll I'll get back to you. It was painful. So have you got a serious answer? No, I'm just (laughs) bummed out by yours. Sorry. A great love story needs to be a love that gets fulfilled in some way. But it does get fulfilled. I mean, they do no, have sex. It, it and gets touched upon. They say it's I love, love you. It's a love considered. Oh, my it's God. It's literally a love considered. And then they yeah. go, nah, better not. <laughs> she doesn't go, nah, better not. She was sure, all in for it. Like, and then he's like, nah, God is but, sexier but than the you. the general consensus is like two against one. God and the priest against her. I know, but the build-up is so glorious so welcome (laughs) welcome to to all the rom-coms i've seen before this is a romantic comedy podcast with francesca giorgio and me hannah thomas uh every fortnight we discuss a romantic comedy critically and comically jane was good at taking care of everyone you've been a bridesmaid 27 times what do you do besides work and help people get married but she never took care of herself Fran's swallowing water right now we talk about what we like (laughs) what we disliked and what we found you know a little bit controversial maybe yeah of course and what are we discussing this week this week we are discussing 27 dresses yeah now, 27 dresses. Strange as it sounds, I've had some really good times in those dresses. A woman whose entire life... We're getting married in three weeks! Three weeks? She's gonna want me to do everything. ...is making other people happy, is about to discover how to do the same for herself. So I'm gonna give you a quick IMDb's bio for I love it. that. Deeps me. Yeah. After serving as a bridesmaid 27 times, a young woman wrestles with the idea of standing by her sister's side as she marries the man that she's secretly in love with. Hmm. Which sort of doesn't mention Kevin at all. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting, because that would be considered like a side point to me. Well, yes, but it does drive the whole, everything that happens between between the two of them. So uh, Kevin Doyle is the, um, the writer of the weddings column for the local, for the New York Journal, I think it is. That's the one. Um, And he wants to write about the wedding between her sister and her boss, the guy that she's in love with. Would you like to go into opening credits? This is the section where we talk about our general thoughts before we go into specifics. Okay. You go for it. I'm going to throw in a question, like, straight away. Okay, cool. Even though I do like how the film starts and it gives us kind of, like, the backstory of how and why she's into weddings, it did get me wondering um, whether or not a good romantic comedy should really show the leads stories in equal measure. Okay. Because I was just kind of like, a romance is between two or more. And we don't get to see his 
Yeah. If it's a romantic comedy involving two people and it's not just like a love yourself kind of film, then surely we should see more of him also or like they should be shown in equal measure because I feel like even something like My Best Friend's Wedding, which we both love, Mm -hmm. I feel like they do show quite a bit of him and they give a backstory and they give us quite a bit of his personality. Yeah. So to introduce the film in this way and make it about her, I'm like, does that maybe lose some of the shine of the romance? I see where you're coming from. The film is very much centred on her because it's her um, romantic storyline with Kevin and it's also her storyline with Tess, her sister. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think to have a focus also on Kevin and like his past and maybe to you'd have to make it relevant. You'd have to have some sort of um, storyline of his own, like a sort of well, they B-plot. kind of like touch on that, right? They they touch on um, well him struggling to get out of the commitments column, but they also like say why he hates weddings so much that someone left him at the altar. Yeah, but then that would have been more interesting to to maybe have a little bit of an expansion on that. Yeah, it would have been interesting to embed it at the start rather than have it as some weird twist that nobody needs at yeah. the end of the film. Yeah. That's like, okay, well, I'm cynical for a reason. It's like, people would assume that anyway. Like, cynicism yeah. isn't, like, born well, naturally, she assumed I know. That. That's why she guesses it bang on that he's cynical because his, like, fiancé left him. Mm. You know, it wouldn't be out of the blue for us, like, the audience to also assume that. Um, I think that you are right in a sense but also if he had his own thing as well it would all be too much because the film is is about her and the tess and george aspect of it is quite oh it's hefty it takes up quite a lot of the runtime of the film but like just an additional scene of like so even if it's just inference of um divorce papers on his desk or something that have like a shot or not divorce papers. I was going to say, he wasn't married. Up, but maybe, like, <laughs> I don't know, the ex takes her stuff or... Maybe. I don't know. They, they probably could have inferred it in some way mm. um, at the start, which wouldn't have been too time-consuming. Because I definitely agree the other stuff needs the shine and the weight that it does have on it. Yeah. But it's just like, mm, you could have sliced something in. Okay. I would have much preferred that than uh, slicing in, like, a weird reveal that... Yes, bingo. That's why I'm cynical. Yeah, um, but I do yeah. think that sort of helps to slightly crack his facade of being so sarcastic and and cynical all the time. And and she mm. is annoyed with him up until that point and she bang on guesses it and he's like, yeah, awkward, but that is what happened to me. And then, you know, she's like, oh shit, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. And so that's sort of like a little thawing. We just could have given him something. Something. Mm. We gave him a friend. We gave him a boss. I mean... That was generous of us. She's really good. The actress who plays his boss. boss. I yeah, like her. She's I, I in 17 again. I kept my head and I was like, what is she in? Yeah. 17 um, again is what I know her from. I she's been in loads she, of stuff. Maybe she had a role on the US office too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's the guy that Michael... Uh, the guy. She's the, um, <laughs> the woman that Michael went out with. That was like higher up than him yeah. in, in the company. So she just plays a boss. Often, yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. Because she's the head teacher in um, Seventeen Again. <laughs> there you go. I've seen this film maybe a hundred times. No, you haven't. <laughs> no, you haven't. It's so many times. Mm, Honestly, right. so it's already gone down. I I don't know. Well, I always say a hundred times when I mean lots and lots of times. I've done about nine episodes of a podcast with you. <laughs> I've never heard you say that. Tell the truth. 
I don't know how many times. I wish that I had a counter of how many times I've seen every film. Okay, but don't actively lie then. But I don't know if it's a so lie. you said a hundred times I've seen it and then you said, I say this all the time. Yeah, but Two I've, lies I've seen in it one so, minute. Uh, uh, listen, I've seen it so many times, it could well honestly be a hundred times. Honestly, honestly, I'm being honest with you. Okay, well, you still, you still don't say that all the time. <sighs> so I've seen it a lot, but I think the last time was maybe like two years ago. Okay. So it's been like a good gap of not watching it. Don't really know why, but mm. I went through a, a, a... I mean, you watched it a hundred times, so... I'm ready to throw hands. <laughs> Coming back to it, I'm worried that it's coloured my critical view of the film. Because oh. I'm like, this is just so great. It's one of my favourite all-time rom-coms ever, I think, because I just have Wait, watched like it. top five? I honestly don't know, because I'd have to sit down and think about that as a yeah, top five. Yeah, I'd have to... I'd really have to scientifically analyse every... I think it could be in my top def- ten definitely in my top ten thus far. Yeah, I mean, we'll get onto this a bit later, but I struggled to pick, like, one particular moment that was, like, the best moment for me because just going back to all of it, I remembered how good yeah. it was. No, I get that. And so just the whole thing. It was memorable. Than, yeah, rather than just, like, a standout moment. Yeah. Definitely in my top ten. It still makes me laugh now. I don't mm. think it's, like, the funniest rom-com that I've seen, but in the tradition of rom-coms, it is it's fairly funny. Yeah, I've used the word amusing yes. a lot to describe it. Okay. Because I, I definitely don't think it's, like, complete hilarity, and I don't remember, like, laughing aloud any time I've watched it. But I, I definitely kind of, like smile and i'm like that was funnily done yeah you know i appreciate that yeah i think james marston is really funny in this yeah just okay but i think he's a good comic actor i think katherine heigl was quite yeah funny yeah yeah i like them together i like their i mean this should really be for ridiculous but i like their comic chemistry i agree i think they bounce off each other really well and mm, it's funny it's a good amount of i I think i also have this in a different section yeah yeah they have a good amount of uh dry wit yeah i would say yeah. and i don't want to check my notes so i can actually save it for another segment but yeah I'm we'll like, i know i i know i've described it better in my notes so yeah we'll come to it i feel like they told us a lot in the first 10 minutes of the film not only about her backstory of why she loves weddings um but also how much she puts other people first and also they gave us some insight into her sisterly dynamic sure which i think they wrote quite thoughtfully mm-hmm. like they could have just made tessa a bitch from the get-go yeah you know and that's not what happened it, it made it something a bit more complex and again i just appreciate i appreciate when that happens in rom-coms more because i think writers of rom-coms know that they could get away with just giving an audience that's predominantly women something we've just settled mm. you know for so we little. have we have settled so i i think some writers and directors take the piss with that yeah and others don't and yeah. this was an example even when i was a kid where i was like oh th- this is not treating me like i'm dumb yeah or like i will be satisfied by something simple pretending to be deep yeah so i really liked that and all the while while it did all of that it was still a very amusing opening and mm. it was all still like very neatly done it was comical moments but again they weren't like seriously funny to me they were just like amusing yeah 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 i really like the relationship between the two sisters and how it's written i think it's sensitively written there's been more thought gone into it than just my sister's a bitch like Mm. you said like she 
helped to raise her after their mum died and so she took care of her and then started taking care of everyone else yeah and she doesn't think that she resents that but she does yeah and she always wanted to be like tess and tess is trying to be like her to to be more deserving of you think tess is trying to be like her? that's what she says to be more deserving of george um. she's like you know, I, I wanted to be someone that he respected and someone that, that would be worthy of, like, him. I was trying to be you. Oh. I know. Yeah. He's not all that, so... <laughs> but I'm no, saving that. <laughs> <laughs> but... I, I think they do something weird to Tessa's personality once the marriage... Yeah. Uh, the, the marriage is getting planned out. Mm. I, I feel like that kind of makes it too um, stereotypical bridezilla... She's she's the other woman, and now we don't like her, so mm. we're going to write her in this like very plain way, which I just didn't get mm. when they thoughtfully wrote her and the dynamic. Yeah. prior to that, I will say that bit where she is in the apartment and she's like, um, "You better alert traffic control because Bridezilla's on the loose." <laughs> that is still funny, and it still makes me laugh now. Actually, <laughs> laugh aloud. Yeah, I did laugh aloud while I was watching it because she's just so angry. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It is funny. I still laugh thinking about it now. The one thing I'm not a fan of in this film is the boss and the sister getting together. Okay. It seems so unrealistic for them to get together to the falling in love thing that they do. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's it's way too much. It's... They've been like they meet and then they're immediately, you know, dating. I would have believed a hookup. And then a montage like follows of them Mm -hmm. doing romantic things, and she's got like 20 vases of flowers in her house. Absolutely. And then Jane comes in to give him something on his desk, and his like screensaver is professional photos of him and Tess together. It's like, when did you get these done? It's been two weeks maximum. Yeah, she was meant to just <laughs> fly in for a visit. I know I know. montages are, are there to sort of illustrate something happening very quickly to yeah. get to the next point in the story, but, like, it's ridiculous. And, like, again, just how cruel she gets within that and the extent she goes to to lie for this guy who she's just met is so bizarre to me because it seems like at the start the character is, like, careless Mm. and she may be like carelessly cruel towards the um middle and end of the film she just becomes intentionally cruel and i'm like that that switch does not make sense to me Mm. like have her be cruel fine have her seem like the opposition to an extent that's cool but you can't change um what is usually the intent of that cruelty or like the the reasons behind it which i think is like more of a scatter brain uh selfishness yeah i was gonna say this for later but i'm gonna do it now because it's relevant when she cuts up the mother's wedding dress Mm. and changes it into something that she would want to wear so then jane can't wear it i know that's not the reason that she does it but she there is no care or thought to the fact that jane would want to wear the original dress it's the worst thing Mm. ever i remember watching it I assume when I was like t- 10 or 11 when this came out. Yeah. And I was like, that is the shittiest thing. Do you think that's realistic to the character in terms of like well, no. the character we knew at the start? No, and that's what I'm saying. I'm oh, okay. th- uh, In relation to your point about 
like her cruelty just goes way up yeah. for seemingly no reason it doesn't seem to relate to how she it is seems at the start. too full out compared to how I, I think she could have been cruel at the start you would never do that no you, she must know because she knows that jane wants to get married at the boathouse the same Crazy as her parents that she took that much she of knows it. yeah she knows that jane wants to have basically her parents wedding yeah so to cut up the mother's wedding dress and be like oh i saved you the bits how could you not know but she saved her the it's bits. Ab- it's fucking crazy. It's unbelievable that <laughs> and she what didn't Tess realize. Says to, uh, what um, Jane sorry, says to her afterwards is, bad bitch. <laughs> so good. Mm. Where she's like, that was yesterday, now you're just some bitch who broke my heart and cut up my, cut up my mother's wedding dress. Yes. You tell him the truth, or I will. No, you won't. You wouldn't hurt a fly, and you definitely wouldn't hurt me. I'm your sister. That was yesterday. Today you're just some bitch who broke my heart and cut up my mother's wedding dress. That is so... I remember watching that uh, when I was younger and just being like, yes, oh (laughs) my God, oh my God. I love that bit when she snaps and then her... This was all supposed to be my closing credits, but it's happening now. (laughs) Just let it come out. Her energy at Mm. their, like, engagement dinner, their, like, wedding dinner is... I love it. Oh, I love different, it. Different, different to me. Do you think she's out of, out of order? Should I scroll to my closing credits <laughs> notes? <laughs> we got to do it now. It's, it's happening organically. They're having like a dinner to celebrate the wedding, I guess. I guess that's a normal thing to do in America. They have like a slideshow of pictures of Tess and George. Mm. And Jane is supposed to read out this like perfect speech about them. And she does read out. The speech, the speech that Tess gave her but she matches it with photos that show that they are not alike at all and it's just wow chef's kiss thought, so brilliant i thought it was kind of cringy behavior i loved it I, I cringed at it now um especially with the idea that it's like jane who puts other people first before herself yeah, but she like, snapped sure but like she's meant to care about george right that's humiliating yeah but by that point she's fallen out of love with george because when they kiss at the end she's like oh i didn't feel a thing uh, which i forgot that they kissed at the end but that's also something i was it's gonna so say bad. From the clo- closing credits <laughs> yeah but she was still meant to care about him as a person she loved him for quite a bit yeah, yeah but no no i think by that point she's completely no fallen I, out of I love just, with him. I, I thought it was kind of uh cringy behavior like if you knew her in real life i was thinking if i was someone in that wedding party and was like I'd be loving it. Yeah, but I would question Jane from there on out. I'd be like, oh, no, geez, like that's. <laughs> I loved it. Too much. Um... She's obviously lost all care. Like she downs Casey's drink. Like she's shoving sausage rolls in her mouth. I get it. Some of it, like it was great, but she. I don't think the justifications were uh, good Suitable. enough. I okay. think the reasons made sense, but the justifications didn't. And even Judy Greer's character was like. You'd be feeling good right now if that was the right thing to do. I know, but do you like feel good I right now, and I was like, yeah, honestly, no, I because I would have been like, yeah, I do feel good, but that's not <laughs> what Jane felt. No, I know because it was in front of so many people, and it was after people had spent so much money and time, and again, I, I just thought she still cared about George. I'm really there for the catharsis. I really enjoyed it. Well. So I have a question for you. Okay, why the fuck wasn't she a wedding planner as her job? Did uh, Jennifer Lopez's film The Wedding Planner come out prior? Because <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I think it might have come out before. 
there you go there you go they had to put a different spin on it I, I understand why she wasn't in the film for the purposes of the film but to me it makes no sense that you start off with her being a kid and like falling in love with weddings so since she was like eight years old she's been absolutely in love with the idea of helping someone get married yeah and then she doesn't become a wedding planner. Now, I know mm. that she worked at George's company for so long because she was, at, like, totally in love with him. Yeah. But she said she got there straight out of college. That's right. 21. Yeah, yeah. 8 to 21. That's 13 years where she she knew nothing about George. Mm. So she could have gone into a career as a wedding planner. But she wanted to go to college. She yeah, but she could have, yeah, but she could go to college and do something in relation to like events planning or marketing but or whatever. Maybe she didn't want to. Maybe subconsciously she knew that the wedding planner thing could uh, lose steam emotionally. It didn't. It She's... did eventually. Oh my God. She's she prepared... eventually cracked. We spoke Listen, about the speech. She's prepared to spend £300 or dollars on a taxi to take her to and fro between two weddings on the same night. And this isn't her job. And she's so busy all the time. When because she's not she's working, such a good she's such friend. If they put money on it, then it would be a bit more like you. You wouldn't have as much of a backstory or a character of oh, she puts other people first, even when it's like wholly inconvenient. Because if she's getting paid for it, it's like well, duh, of course. I know why she's not a wedding planner for the purposes of the film, but I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't understand. So how they've written it, you're like, that makes sense. And commercially, I, I think the wedding planner film coming out beforehand yeah. could actually have some legs. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's a bad no, actual commercial you, reason. Yeah, you might be reason. right. I guess you're thinking if the character's a real-life character, yeah. why is no one, no one even around her been like, oh, you love organising weddings, why wouldn't you try that? And you spend all your free time and money doing it. I could watch Countdown one time, my mum would be like, why don't you be a mathematician? <laughs> So, yeah, like, I, yeah, I feel like someone should have been around her being like, oh, do you want to be this? Even Judy Greer, like, uh, snidely going like, you're at weddings all the time, why don't you just plan them? Yeah. I get it. I learned to read watching Countdown. I just thought I'd, because you said Countdown. How? How? I don't know, my mum told me. You're in school, right? No, it was before I went to school. Wow. (laughs) That's brains. Anyway. Thanks. She said countdown. I was like, oh, I yeah. wasn't being complimentary. I was just being sciencey. That's brains. Okay. I don't fully know what I meant here. So we're just going to go with it. Oh my God. Great. I've put the conflict. Don't know what conflict I'm talking about. <laughs> feels earned and well done. So I, I, think, I think between the sisters. No, I feel like it's between them. About the, the, the love interests. Yeah, when, when the, the article about her comes out in the paper. Yeah. Okay. I said it feels earned and well done, but I still don't like it. Maybe because the bare bones of it are unoriginal. Being that it's like, oh, it's these people who at first try and maybe deceive one another yeah. in some way, or one of them tries to, and then they fall for each other, and then there's a big the, misunderstanding. The come out, yeah. and it's, it's not even misunderstanding. Cause it's like, oh, you well, did yeah. do this thing, yeah, yeah. But then somehow it's like, oh, well, there's a romantic gesture for your indiscretion. Well, yeah. You know, so yeah, I think just like how they end up coming to be isn't my favorite i know what you mean yeah it just follows like a paint by numbers for romantic comedies when it's just like oh i would have preferred something fresher yeah because i feel like the film in general has quite a bit of personality Mm. and backstory and fault to it so it's just like i know what you mean but it is also like a tried and tested 
formula. And? Not, no, I know. I'm agreeing with you. Okay. But I'm saying this is probably the reason. It's a tried and tested romantic comedy storyline. And Do you remember made... The Wedding Planner? That was a crazy storyline. I've not seen The Wedding Planner. Oh, all right. <laughs> so you keep that to yourself. <laughs> okay. And uh, this is also made at a time when rom-coms didn't have to be fresh, I feel like. Like sort of 2008-ish time, there were lots of rom-coms coming out that were basically the same thing and they were all received pretty much in the same way. In 2008? I would say so. I would say like sort of like the early noughties. I feel like 2008 kind of time is when rom-coms were dying a slow death. Yeah, but they were all sort of the same-ish in terms of like their their plot lines and stuff. I think that was like mid-2000s. Okay. Mid-early 2000s. Because mm. a lot seemed to come out 2003, between 2003 and 2006 or seven, mm. And then I think from there they were like... Yeah. yeah. Except 27 Dresses, obviously. What year did that come out? Like 2008. Seven. I thought... Oh. <laughs> you got anything else for open credits? No. <laughs> I'll give you a couple of little factoids Yay! about the film. So this was directed by Anne Fletcher, who also directed Step Up... Okay. Tick. The proposal. Which one's tick? That's good. What what is it? What? What's tick? I've heard of click. Tick. I'm giving it a tick. (gasps) (laughs) What the fuck? Oh my god. (laughs) Step up. I'm giving Mm -hmm. that a tick because I like it. Yes. The proposal. Giving that a tick because I like it. I haven't seen it. You've not seen the proposal? No. Brilliant. We'll do that soon. Okay. And dumpling. Dumpling's cute. It was so good. It made me cry. So she's done some really good stuff. And that's quite exciting. Another interesting little tidbit. This was written by, and I don't know how to pronounce this, Aileen, I guess. Brosh McKenna. (gasps) You know who she is. I definitely do. Because she's Devil Wears Prada Person and uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Person. You got it. Well done. I completely forgot that she wrote 27 Dresses. I didn't even know. So I've got one more small thing for opening credits. Smackly with it. And you might want air horns in editing. Okay. He says the film title. After the montage of him of her trying on all of the bridesmaids' dresses and him taking pictures, Yeah. the music ends and he goes, 27 Dresses. <laughs> And you know how much I love it when they say the title of the film in the film. Sarcasm for it's everyone who hasn't good, tuned in prior. Such a good filmic technique. I love it every time it happens in a film. That's the end of my opening credits. I think that's the end of our opening credits, yeah. my friend. Which means we're going on to our next section, which is called Is the Meat Cute? Sure is. Where we discuss the characters meeting for the first time. Do you think it's cute? No. Oh. <laughs> I said yes. <laughs> what a mood. <laughs> so the thing is, I... Ugh. Okay, so he was curious about her from afar, mm. but his curiosity was not coming from, like, a well-intentioned place. It was coming from, well, I'm a journalist and I have my journalist hat on. Oh, I don't think so. Um, I, I think it was a little bit sus. I wrote... I, it seems a little bit sus, question mark. And then, minutes later, and I wrote it minutes later, just so I remember this. And I said, it definitely is. He reads her diary. Okay, so. So it is sus. Okay. And it was. 
Okay. Always. Okay. <laughs> so I've said, yes, it's cute. Based on what? I don't, I, okay, listen, I don't think that he is like trying to suss her out from a journalistic perspective, not immediately. When he's, when she's checking her watch in the wedding ceremony and he's like sort of giving her a weird look, that's just like, because he doesn't know what she's doing at that point. He's just like, what the fuck? Why is she checking her watch? Yeah, but he's not interested in her in, in a attracted way. No, but that doesn't, you don't need that from the get go. Well, I just don't think it's cute. But then she gets knocked out. She got. She gets knocked out trying to get the bouquet, obviously, because she's a woman, and so she must. We're all must giddy for a bou- marry, bouquet. Yeah, mosh pit. But when she comes round, it's just a shot of his face with like blurred lights behind it. So you just like the shot of his face, not how they've met at all. No, but I yeah. So I, that's doesn't. How's the meet when they meet? How's that cute? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm just easily pleased. <laughs> oh, I agree. Like he helps her up and he gets her a cab, which is like basic human decency. Like we're not going to give points for that, uh-huh. but it is quite nice. Uh, he, he helps her and gets a cab to question her. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. She stands up and she almost faints again. And then he's like, okay, right. We need to get you a cab. He's not thinking, oh, must get cab. He hasn't even found her diary yet. Okay, so he's not, he's she's not a person of in interest. Yeah, once they're in the cab, but that has nothing to do with her yeah, him getting the, her a cab. The amount he's questioning her in the cab isn't like just making small talk with someone who you've just helped after fainting. It's more intention than that. And like, not in a way that's cute, you know? Just tell me the part that's cute other than his face and we can move on. Tell me what about their interactions cute. Just break that down. I'm curious. I just think they have good banter. Okay. See, I've I've put that I do <laughs> you're looking at me like you little shit. <laughs> side eye, side eye. Um I do enjoy how much he trashes weddings only for the reveal of what he does for a living that comes after that yeah so that's the only kind of reason i like that unveiling of mm. what he thinks of weddings otherwise it just feels like a very standard meet cute in a rom-com to me i quite like the writing of their first like sort of back and forth mm-hmm. like when they find out they have fundamentally opposing views on like love and marriage and stuff Surprise, surprise. Don't you think it's a whole lot of ritual for something that, let's face it, it's got about a 50-50 shot of making it out of the gates. Oh, how very refreshing, a man who doesn't believe in marriage. I'm just trying to point out the hypocrisy of the spectacle. Oh, that's so noble of you. Do you also go around telling small children that Santa Claus doesn't exist? Because someone needs to blow that shit wide open. She says, you know, if you're going to tell people that marriage isn't worth investing in, then you might as well tell kids that they shouldn't believe in Santa Claus. And then he's like, well, okay, so you're equating those two things you're saying that like believing in marriage is like believing in santa claus and yeah, she's like that bit was fun uh, that was clever i like the back and forth yeah i appreciate that and then she says um, marriage like everything good and important isn't easy but mm-hmm. cynicism is easy i was like this is yeah i like this this is like interesting back and yeah. forth so i think that's what i like if those types of lines one uh doused with so many generic sounding lines and i think it would have been cooler yeah because if they left those lines and just added in even if they had to make the scene a certain length for like convey a certain amount Mm. if they left those particular standout lines and then just had more like cuts to them looking at each other in a certain way or like just left more room for pauses or something yeah then maybe it could have been more of a um 
like distinct scene but to me it was just kind of like uh, the generic kind of back and forth because those lines even though like at the time I was kind of like oh it was like then something else came in that yeah, was just like I know what you mean yeah well the scene cuts off really before it can get really good mm. um and I have also written he ripped a week out of her planner and then demands to know why yes. she spends her time and money the way she does. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Because yep, really, yep, yep. none your business. Yep. It's none of his business. Yep. That's what I've put in the next section of ridiculous. <laughs> Are you prepared to go into ridiculous? I am. Um, oh, uh, the only thing that I do want to say, which is not really about their meeting, but about my first sort of impressions of her as a character Good is it. that um Catherine Heigl for me is tainted by Grey's Anatomy see I never really watched the show so I Good. don't know okay <laughs> that's um, just a very small side note before we move on I kind of feel sorry for her though as an actress like it Catherine seems like Heigl. yeah it just seems like she got blacklisted for like she had a rough time of it yeah it's a bizarre reason like from what I've heard of the story anyway is that she um said that Knocked Up was actually more of a sexist film yeah. than she realised when she was within the making of the film. Yeah. Which I'm just like, yeah, I guess that's something you you can think. And I, I think that's a valid discussion, but it just depends how she told that discussion. But even if she did it in a kind of shitty way, I'm still just like, this should have not been the consequence for that because yeah. I haven't really seen her in stuff in years. Yeah. And I think that's very undeserving given the talent she has. Yeah. I read somewhere that a lot of rumours were going around that she was difficult to work with. And I don't know how true that is that, or whether that was something that how was... How much, spread. though, in the 90s, 2000s, were, was it always women were difficult to work with? Yeah, how many men another, are fucking you know? difficult to work with? I've been told I'm difficult many a time. And as you know, I'm a fucking breeze. <laughs> you're I'm e- practically floating. You're That's easy breezy, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Above the ground. <laughs> so we are going to move on to Ridiculous, which is where we discuss the chemistry between the two romantic leads. You know how I like saying that title? I'm like, Ridiculous, where we discuss... Do you want to do it then? I try and make it melodic. So I'm just saying going do you forward. Want, do you want to do it? No, I'm just saying going forward. Let's try and do that. <laughs> do you want to do it again? By the way, she's easy breezy. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> No, you can do it. No, no, have fun with it. No, you do it. So I'm just, I'm and then saying, ask me, saying, and then I'm going to start. The, no, so just, just try no, it. no. You so. don't think it's fun? I want to start the segment, so you say it. Please. So now we're going to move on to ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it again. Ready? <laughs> it was fucking fine the first oh time. God. Just yeah, think of I all know, it was fine. I'm looking for grey. You're not? Because you can go. Oh, no, my cheeks hurt. <sighs> okay, now we're going to move on to Ridiculous. And this is the section where we talk about the chemistry between the two romantic leads. What uh, did you think? <laughs> spoiling my fun. He ripped a week out of her planner. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. It's fucking um, crazy. And he penciled himself in. Yeah. Every, I think she says Friday for the rest of the month. He or pesters something. her. Let's not sugarcoat it. Well, the year, I think she actually he, says. He completely pesters her. And yeah. if someone, like, deleted my Google Calendar and it was someone I barely knew who was just, like, crushing on me and wanted to do it, that's not cute. This behaviour is someone not cute at all, but he does it so cutely. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> not excusing it. 
I do sort of excuse it. I don't know why. No. I don't know whether that's what rom-coms have built into me is that I'm just like, oh, he's just being cute. Because <laughs> it's not fucking cute. It's, and I don't know yeah. whether I thought about saying this to you or whether I texted it to you. Okay. But I also thought in my head, if someone deleted my Google Calendar for the month, I would have a meltdown. Yeah, I would not oh. be I would not be cool. When you said that just now, I was like, did I did I text that to you? Or did, if that was just in my day, head. I would be like no yeah you yeah no that would make me never want to yeah, speak to them again yeah. i'd be like you've just caused me such an inconvenience <sighs> i don't know whether it's because as i said previously i like their comedic chemistry so much well yeah that it plays off as funny so what i've kind of put about their chemistry is that they both perform with a similar level of dry wit and charm yes everything he does even when he's acting like number one bozo in the place <laughs> Is, is kind of charming. Yeah, he is so charming. I think that's a good Which word. Which is bizarre. And even when she's doing stuff that's like ridiculous and totally... Um, when she's doing stuff that's like totally cowardly, mm. somehow she can still come across kind of like charming. Mm. Uh, and I don't know how or yeah. why. Yeah. She can still come across as though like, oh, she could be brave in a second if she wants to. Yeah. But she just decided not mm-hmm. to. <laughs> don't know why that is uh just how the actors perform and especially perform together it's like yeah yeah i think it's a good understanding of the characters and just good chemistry i think good chemistry can do a lot for a film and for just making the characters themselves likable let alone like likable as a as a pair i do think they have like a very believable amount of chemistry yeah but um Mm. In this very situation, I don't know if that chemistry would shine through as much. Because again, like, she has some very messed up feelings about her sister and about George. Yes. So I'm like, uh, I don't know. I I just don't know if you'd have that kind of, like, strong back and forth with someone. Yeah. I don't know. But they are thrown together quite a lot. Which I think, True. you know, it's necessary for the plot. And so it means that she's forced to spend time away from George and away from thinking about George. And it just so happens that the time she spends away, she's spending with Kevin out of necessity, like registering Tess and George for um, wedding gifts mm-hmm. and looking at the cakes and stuff. And If you heard about the situation from afar, you would think he was a rebound. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just checking. But he's an unintentional rebound because she has no intention of falling out of love with George or in love with Kevin. As someone who has been deemed a serial monogamist, I can <laughs> confirm. Like, I've, I've never used anyone as a rebound, but ooh, the stories do not look good in black and white. No. But intention and impact are two different things there, I think, because she has absolutely no... Completely. He comes off as a, as a rebound, but in the process, she does fall out of love with George and in love with... Which is why, Segway, his intent is super important, not George's, the other one. Kevin. Kevin. (laughs) So even when they go on their first date, it's quite a cute time. Um, And that's before she finds out he's a writer and everything. Um, But in the back of my mind, I'm like, his intent, though. Because he shows that diary to his boss quick. And that's before he, like, sends flowers and pesters her and whatever. Yeah, that's before he starts getting a crush on her. Because then he says to his boss, like... not good enough. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) My expectations are just, like, low as fuck. (laughs) Honestly. But he says to his boss, like, you know, there's more to her than just this, like, uh, 
perpetual bridesmaid story that we're trying to well, tell. We're, uh, I mean, he should have known there was more to her anyway. She's that is true. That I do agree with that. <laughs> like, doy. But when she makes it clear that he isn't going to be dating her, like, he says, okay, if you just want to hang out with someone who isn't going to ask you to do anything wedding-related, then give me a call. Which I think is better. It's better intentions. <laughs> He, he, still, he still wants the story at that point. Yeah, but... Uh, so, of course, he still wants to hang out. Oh, my God. Because he wants to get his story. I'm rise, raising my eyebrows to the sky right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Hannah. She's Catch got my that, drift. She's got that I'm right look. <laughs> you get it? He used her. Yeah, but... Oh. But, like, in a cute way... Yeah, but he used her. I will say for Ridiculous, I do like the bar scene. Cool. The scene in the bar. I'm saving that for another segment. Really? Now, do you know what's interesting? Okay. Okay, okay. Your so- nostrils flare. This bad is interesting. <laughs> Jesus. So the bar scene was almost my sweetest feeling. Okay. The bit you. where he takes her hand and he's like, Jane, I need you to give me 50 bucks because he's trying to teach her how to say no. Oh, cute. Oh, you're talking about that bar scene. Oh, oh, honey. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I'm talking about when they go on their first, like, sort of hangout slash date. date. It's a date. You know what we're going to do? We're going to practice, all right? We're going to practice saying no. You think I'm kidding? Turn around. We're going to play this game. Come on. Humor me. All right, Jane, give me 50 bucks. No. Jane, it's 50 bucks. I'll pay you back. No. Jane, I need you to give me 50 bucks. No. Not bad. Have your drink. Sure. No! Oh, no. And he's trying to teach her that she doesn't actually have to say yes to every single thing that people ask her to do. I love it when men teach Oh, I know, I know. I just heard myself say it out loud. I've heard myself say it out loud and I'm like, fuck it. But I do like that scene because they have, like, good banter back and forth. Oh, the energy's just perfect. It's really good. And he's like, give me 50 bucks. And she's like, no. And then he, t- he takes her hand and she, uh, <laughs> he's like, Jane, <laughs> I, need I need you to give me 50 bucks. And she's like, no. no. <laughs> and that bit always makes me laugh. And then I always forget the bit after that when <laughs> he goes, can I take your drink? <laughs> she's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, oh, that's terrible. That's so I really fun. like that scene. Yeah, that's fun. As part of their like. Again, his intent. His intent under the surface. Wow, you're going to make it a song? <laughs> yeah, that was a bit pitchy, though. <laughs> There's the montage of her trying on all the bridesmaids' dresses, uh-huh. and then afterwards they're just... She's just talking about why she does it, why she helps all these people get married. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, one day they'll be there for her, and she's yeah, just sort of, sweet. like, reflecting. And then he takes a picture of her. I think I've put this in closing credits. Oh, shit. Like... Are you angry about it? It's <laughs> so cute! What the fuck? You're... Uh, Hannah, you right. are out of your head. He takes a photo of her for his article. No, no. He's not doing it because she looks sweet in that Listen, moment. Let me finish my point. Oh, my goodness, that was rude. He even apologizes after let that. Let me tells finish him to my point. Let me finish my point. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so he takes all of these pictures of her in each of the dresses. Yeah. And it's like, it's for the article. So the intent is bad. Then when she's just like reflecting on why she does it and they're having like a little bit of like a more emotional conversation he takes that picture of her because he can't help it 
He takes that picture of her just because, like, she looks nice and she's talking. Absolutely not. In a real way. Yes. No. He takes that picture because he's like, this will be a good shot for the article of someone looking really emotional in this moment. No. So he can tell the story of the sad bridesmaid. The way that they act that is not how I read it at all. She looks completely off put that he took a photo. He apologises immediately and then she, like, basically asks him to go. That's not how I read it at what all. What do you mean? That's, that's the script. <laughs> that's the script. Like, that's the script and that's what they say. I don't know whether moment. I've been reading it wrong for 11 years. You've been reading stuff that's not even in the room. It's not even in their mouths. Oh like. my God. Yeah, but I read that bit as them bonding and then like, despite himself, he takes a picture of her that isn't her like posing or anything. It's just her being like no, real I, I absolutely think it's either for the article or he takes the photo because it's getting to an emotional moment and and i don't think this is the reason but i'm just giving you more to choose from yeah i know you are but, um it's it's getting too emotional for him and he wants to like block that somehow so he does something no no i don't think that's it okay well it's the first one then <laughs> he, of course taking that photo for the article very cynical francesca very cynical indeed <laughs> I'm now worried that if I rewatch it, we can. I'll stop the podcast. We can rewatch right now. I I feel like I've been watching that wrong the whole time. She looks but completely I, like, oh, that was rude. He says, no, Sorry. she doesn't. She just looks surprised. Oh my god, surprised because it was rude. I feel like our fundamental differences are being illustrated in quite a cruel way right now. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm just worried. Someone's going to use you at some point and write an article about you. And you're going to be like, oh, what a sweetie. I hope not. Well, I hope not too, but you won't even be able to tell. You'll be like, oh, did oh, I have yes, a good I exchange? Oh, yes, I will. It'd be fine. <laughs> I think it's really cute that they have the same favourite part of weddings. Agreed. Again, That's... I was going to save this for my... Well, the bar scene is, is great. And I also think that part of the bar scene contributes to their like comic chemistry as you, well you're saying the first date no when the, the actual bar scene yeah okay. the bar scene we gotta make these lines the benny and the jet scene you know yeah <laughs> when she's like oh you know you just put on this cynical front so you can seem like brooding and mysterious and sexy and he's like what, what was that last one yeah you, you think I'm, you think i'm sexy and she's like what no 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 that's great i love it's all fun. that yeah. yeah i think the whole bar scene is like quite a good comedy scene i love the song benny and the jets i learn all of the words to it from that film so i don't know any of the right words (laughs) electric boobs listen to the war sounds (laughs) (laughs) walrus sounds great song hey kids shake lose a lemon exactly the words Sorry, lyric police. What are the words? You're gonna hear hands and music so the walrus sounds. <sighs> walrus sounds? It reminds me of how good of a singer he is. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen Enchanted? Yes, but this film does not remind me of uh, how oh, good a right, singer that, he is. You're, you're, a bit in like a re- you're a bit in like a bad drunk way. You're selling and reaching, so oh it's like you're God. scooping to the ground and then you're reaching so high. Like, Enchanted is his best role. I, I get it. I appreciate that, but again, I don't pick up on his good singing voice by this. I do. You, I just think it's funny. you got some work to... <laughs> You you did some work. Yeah, we're going to move on to Sweetest Feeling, mm-hmm. which is basically the 
the the moment that gave us the the sweetest feeling. Maybe made us pause the film if you're me. Yeah, and made you go oh. Ideally between the two romantic leads, but often not in my case. It better be this time. We're trying to stick to a rule here. Okay. So I've said for this one, darkness before the dawn. Oh, Christ. Which it is, because they have that massive fire and it's rainy and, you know, they nearly die. <laughs> Bad day. Right, okay, yeah. When they nearly die in the car. Yeah. Right. We're hydroplaning! <laughs> and then they go to the bar. And I remember the scene even from when I was younger. It's, it's a very uh, cute scene. So when... Um, he says about what he likes about the wedding. <laughs> There's gotta be one thing about weddings that you like. All right. So when the bride comes in and she makes her giant grand entrance, I like to glance back at the poor bastard getting married. Because even though I think he's an idiot for willingly entering into the last legal form of slavery, uh, he always looks really, really happy. What the hell are you looking at me like that for? Are you shitting me right now? What? That's my favorite part. They could have easily made that a scene where twinkly music came in and, and she like, there's a zoom in on her face as she's like awestruck that yeah. they, they have the same feeling. Mm-hmm. And instead it was just like, uh, are you shitting me right now? That's my favorite part. <laughs> right. They could have easily just like make it a very contrived moment yeah. with that. Mm. But they knew they didn't need to. Mm. They didn't need to just, like, tie some comments together and be like, oh, this is our romantic string for the film. No. And also, they were, like, half cut at this point. So, like, she wouldn't have had a sophisticated response. Yeah. (laughs) It was way more authentic to the Mm. scene. Yeah. And, like, like just to the characters and and how those kind of things would go. Mm -hmm. The singing is fun. It seems like the characters don't change to satisfy the story. Every progression in their relationship and the build-up of uh, their arguments and their making up and their getting along feels very... Um, it feels like a uh, earned progression or downfall yeah. for whatever one it is at Definitely. the time. I really like when they kiss. I think it was the ideal moment. <laughs> and it was kind of, like, understated. Yeah. And it was him just... Uh, confessing that he like, does cry. He cried like stuff. a baby at the Keller wedding. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, what a good moment and a good reason mm. because that was probably the thing holding her back was like, oh, are you as cynical as you say? Yeah. Well, so, she says like a couple of times previous, like, I think you're just a big softie and like yeah. you use cynicism as a front. But that and was only him a theory because, yeah, he, him just saying it in <clears> such a casual and small inference of actually I do have all this emotion instead of mm. making it a grand thing of like no I am really this person he yeah. just had to say something that he's experienced yeah. and that was his truth and he helps her down from the bar and then he decides he obviously you know likes her yeah and he decides that that's the moment he wants to prove to her that he <laughs> should also like she should reciprocate yeah that there should be some trust there and so you know he gives her that yeah dude and that's, so that's basically my whole thing for the sweetest feeling. Yeah. And just like very well done scene. I, I, I just don't think they could have got together in a better way at that point. Mm. I, I think, yeah, that made sense. And it was a really cute time to hook up. That's all I got. Cool. I struggled with the sweetest feeling because I hadn't watched it in so long that just watching the film again after such a long time was like a whole sweet experience yeah 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 yeah. because i was just like oh i'm getting the feeling for the whole film because it's 
important to me in a way because it was like you know a, a one of a long list of formative romantic comedies i get that yeah so i don't particularly have one exact sweet feeling the whole thing for me was the sweet feeling mm-hmm. um but the bits that stand out to me weirdly is um the one in the bar on their first quote-unquote date okay when he takes her hand and says can you give me the 50 bucks i like that Mm. and then also i like when they're having sort of like half cut drunk banter Mm -hmm. about the lyrics to the song like i just because to me that's so real i think i that is probably my sweetest feeling because it just feels so organic i mean uh, some rom-coms do break out into song and sometimes it's awfully unrealistic and sometimes it's not so much and it's a hard thing to make feel realistic like yeah. a breakout into song especially in a public place mm. but not when that public place is a bar and everyone gets drunk yeah always feels a bit easier god bless <laughs> <laughs> do i change something that works mm. when it works that well yeah uh, also i really like the bit the morning after when they're having breakfast and um the waitress is like, oh my god, it's that girl. And Jane thinks it's that she build. means it's from like the dancing on the bar. So she's like, oh yeah, I'm Benny, he's the Jets. And yeah. he like smiles like really widely at that bit. Mm. I was like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. And then it all goes horribly wrong, but like, you know. Yeah. It was definitely like <laughs> a sandwich of sweetness yeah. in between like yeah. the disastrous, we're nearly gonna die, and then you've betrayed me yes. stuff. Yeah. I also really like after she completely fucks up the wedding dinner mm. when he's outside and he's like you know i i wanted to be here because i knew you were gonna struggle with it and i just That's wanted to sweet. like be there for you even yeah. though he had he clearly had no expectations of like getting back together with her or anything because he bought her the organizer you know as a, as a present yeah. he's like i'm gonna give this to you and, and you'll never see me again mm. like he had no expectations he was just like i just want to be Which here cool. for you so considering all of those sweetest feelings mm-hmm. what do you think happened next <sighs> what have i put <laughs> big deep breath in what have i put i um, bet you can guess what mine is you know what this is the first rom-com that we have watched where i can say that i believe in their marriage <gasps> And I believe in them as a couple. Oh, my God. Did they get married too fast? Yes, yeah. one, well, one may say. Oh, it was a year later, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. so, we're like, he proposed way sooner than that and, and everything. And I'm like, yeah. that may have been too much. But but that's very rom com Yeah. I don't see a reason why they couldn't work and grow together. I actually think their relationship could get even better as time goes on. Oh, which, again, my God. the first time. Um, <laughs> and I completely agree. I'm just going to say this, like, real quick. Oh. So it's my only other point in what happened next. With regards to Tessa and George. Okay. I think they'll hook up again, but, like, it shouldn't succeed. Okay. Because ideally, why the heck would it? But... This film did a, such a good job at fucking that up mm. that I just think that they'll they'll do that again and they will, for some reason, get married. Yeah, which is bananas. Mm-hmm. B a n a n a s. I think that they will be married forever, <laughs> which is what I've written. Wait, wait which ones? Because I've just come back off the back of saying Tessa and Jane George. and Kevin. <laughs> Thank goodness. I love them as a couple. Yeah, and I completely agree with what you said. I would like her. I was. I've written that I'd like her to become a full-time wedding planner because it tells us that she's been in love with weddings 
since she was like eight years old. If she then doesn't want to do that after she gets married, that's setting up her whole love of weddings as just like a pre, a, a preemptive sort of like upward slope until she herself gets married. So she's only doing like all of to the fill a void. Yeah, yeah, she's like filling the void of herself not being married mm. and like involving herself in all of that until then she gets married. And then she doesn't have to worry about it ever again. And it's just for the purpose of having so many bridesmaids. So if that is it, and she doesn't then become a wedding planner afterwards, it's like, what the fuck? So what is her actual passion then? Because that's set up in the beginning as something that she's really passionate about. Yeah, she could become a wedding planner and then part of her service will be, would you like um, a, maybe not uh, an article because he seems bored of that, but maybe like a story written about you. No, because he doesn't want to do that anymore. Yeah, but he may get a new, like, lust for it. No, he won't. No. You don't know? No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> He's fallen again. I think he'll we, become... We were given the reason for his cynicism, a lack of love. Now yeah. he's got the love. Yeah, but he wants to... We're done. He talks about the kind of articles that he's been, like, looking into when he's talking to his boss, and he's like, they're all sort of, like, hard-hitting journalism, oh, yeah, and they're true. about, like, the realities of okay, the well, wedding industry. Okay, well, freelance. Because we know at the end of the film he, he stops being a writer for the commitment section because his friend gets that gig. Yeah. I just think if she's starting her own wedding planner business, maybe it can just... Maybe she can be called, like, a wedding agent instead and she has, like, people working for her, like, yeah. a baker working for her, a writer working for her. And well, he that's can basically just what she is that. already. He can just freelance as that. No, no. He can just freelance as that. No, stop he saying just, it. <laughs> Just wait. Friends broken. After the fiftieth time, you may go. Yeah, <laughs> he could just. No, I think he wants to be because he's bumped out of commitments, and so I assume he goes to like, I don't know, politics or yeah. foreign affairs or something like that. That is more, you know, social issues that he's more interested in writing about. I just don't know about. if that guy can write good commitments bits, and I'm I'm kind of concerned. He's for them. fucking fictional. <laughs> You've not I read want any them of... to be good. Oh my god! I want them to be good. I, that's what I hope for them anyway, because I want them both to be successful in separate fields. Yeah, and then have a good marriage. Yeah, you're right. I'm what? <gasps> you never say that. <laughs> delete, Fran. Delete. <laughs> Editing, Fran. No. <laughs> okay, so closing credits is where we give our final thoughts. Anything that didn't <laughs> fit into. <laughs> previous sections we both just cricked our necks at the same time why did it hear your crick no i heard it inside my head oh you know what you know what i mean no (laughs) now i want to ask you a question have you announced the title of the section i just did it yeah and said what it is yes are you sure yeah you fucking laughed over it (laughs) well if i laugh over it then let's let's have a redo no? Sometimes you are exhausting. I'm just saying, if, you, if, I, if there was a laugh... So now we come to closing credits, where we give our final thoughts uh, that didn't fit in it into any other section. That was shit, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm easy breezy. Of course you are. Beautiful cover girl. Yeah. That's what I've been wanting to say this whole time, but I didn't know whether you'd get it. it. You're free here. Oh my I'm God. I'm a laid back person. <laughs> Can't keep that in. My back actually tightened as I said that. Oh my God. It was like my bones were going, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> Judy Greer. We have to give a shout out to her in this This is film. in my closing credits. She's just so 
good. I um, fucking love Judy Greer. I particularly want to put a spotlight on uh, the scene where she is cutting her hair with work scissors while so um, giving all that exposition about Jane having a crush on George. Yeah. Which usually, you know, I wouldn't like such a heavy, like, oh, you've had a crush on him for how long? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Because uh, that's just not a good way of storytelling. But mm. they gave something about her character while she was doing that simple way of storytelling. Yeah. So I appreciated it. I used to sit in the back of science class and cut my hair with the little, um, you know, school scissors. The ones that were right-handed were red and the ones that were left-handed were green and yellow. So I had to use the green and yellow ones. It's crazy. It's fun. I use the green and yellow ones too. Are you left-handed? Yeah. Oh, bitch! I never knew that. Yeah. Oh. She steals most of the scenes that she's in. She does. She's an absolute fucking marvel. It's... When she smacks Jane in the face, Mm. gold. Oh my god. I was like, there's too much smacking in this film. No, I love it. Because also Jane smacks coming at one point, and I'm like, please, like, 2000s were just full of people smacking each other in films. I know, and that's I'm before like, everyone realised that it's actually assault. Yeah. Growing so now up, you're like, I love it, though. Yeah. That's what you're saying in two, 2019. Yeah, because... Do you gro- want me to cut this out? No. Growing up on films like this, yeah. where people smacked people... Ugh, I don't know, to snap them out of something or if they got betrayed, you know, women smacking men in the face was not seen as like assault, Mm -hmm. anything of the kind. It was just like, if a man cheats on a woman, he's going to get slapped. Right. It was was completely Completely not okay now. It it should never have been okay. Mm -hmm. But it made me grow up thinking, you know what, I can't wait to eventually smack someone in the face. (laughs) Honestly. I'm actually speechless. I, I used to watch it on films and be like, yes! Okay. So now you still think Judy slapping her is golden? It's fu- it's funny. In the context, it's funny. Because also I know it's not a real slap. Sure. <laughs> it's not fucking real. Sure. It's because George is like, oh, Jane, that's why I love you. And then he goes back into his office and I she's like... I can't believe you grew up thinking, one day I'll get to smack someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why That's am I even me. near you right now? <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm about an arm's length from you. No, because when I watch it now, I'm like, wow, that's not okay. That's assault. Okay, good. I would never do it. Okay. But then Jane's Everyone like... Everyone heard that? Jane's like, I love you too. And then she smacks her because it is like the lamest thing ever. Right. But she's like, oh, I love you too. Uh, yeah, she needs a like. She needs a metaphorical smack. She needs more of a like, what the fuck's wrong with you? It's a complete... 2000s conundrum that Judy Greer was never the star of her own rom-com during that time. It baffles me. I don't think it baffles me because she hasn't got... I'm saying this from a purely, like, pragmatic industry point of view. Yeah, I feel like She doesn't have the look. But still, dude. She's brilliant. But she's brilliant as, like, the comic relief sidekick. When she's, like, the two-night stand in this film and she her hair's all down and big and stuff and she's standing next to Catherine Heigl I'm like I'm way more drawn to <laughs> Judy Greer right now she's, she's got so much charisma she steals it and she is very pretty but she doesn't have that like sort of I don't know how to say this without sounding mean but she doesn't have that like moon face of like yeah. a romantic I lead I think she could get a romantic film now 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 yes. that people aren't so fucking ridiculous but to, like naughty's rom-coms now nah. <sighs> it's, it's still baffling it's still baffling she's a thief of those scenes yeah when uh kevin goes up to jane in the 
bar and then he leaves again and she comes up and she's like who is that and where can i get one there's also another line that she says that i really enjoyed um how good is it being appreciated if no one is naked yeah i was like perfect what so fucking good what a philosophy <laughs> Um, if he offers you a drink, you smile and say vodka soda. It's beautiful. She's yeah. great. She's um, amazing. Maybe one of my favorite roles with her in for the rom Oh, I think it's my, her, her best role for me. Also, the scene of her, well, both of them in the yoga studio. Mm. So good. And then they're yeah. just having the loudest conversation about Tess. That selfish whore. She wants you to be a bridesmaid. <laughs> you are shitting me. Hello? But if she crosses me, I'm gonna kick her ass. And then I will kick your ass. And then I'm gonna have a couple drinks. Now there's no sign that says no talking. And she's like, that bitch! We would do that if we went to yoga. Yeah, which is perfect. I really like the line, um... That they both say, but she says first and probably in the most articulate way about how she enjoys looking at the groom's face. Oh, so good. I, I just think that's such a sweet, lovely and distinct line for a rom-com to And have. it's true as well. Yeah, it's oh, definitely I'm... something that can have truth and it didn't sound too corny yeah. at the time. It didn't sound like an an- a generic answer that everyone would give that were yeah, meant to yeah, feel yeah. so like, aww. Yeah, it's not like she said, oh, when the bride finally steps through the doors of the church because then I imagine myself when that's finally going to happen to me. That would be a fucking corny-ass answer. Ugh. They could have given so many corny answers though. Yeah. You know, and they just didn't. No, it was they real. It just didn't. It yeah. was it was so cool. It was it sounded like it was actually someone's opinion. Yeah. It sounded like it had personality to it, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. So we've talked a little bit about Tess, and I think I've said everything I want to say about her actually. Sorry, let me check if I Have you got anything else about her? Because I've got a question I want to ask you. I don't think I have. Okay. Yeah, I think we're good. So we've talked about Tess. What is your opinion on George? Because I think he's a fucking wet wipe. We're told a lot of amazing stuff about him, but like... But we don't actually see it. Does and he also the actor, joke? the actor has zero charisma. He's, and he's very just like one tone throughout the whole film, you know? Yeah. Even when he's upset, it's like, I can't believe he, he just, did this. His, his upset comes across as like mild confusion. Mm. And like, if he's supposed to be happy, he's just sort of like... Yeah, yeah does he look happy once? When Tess's dad brings uh the mother's wedding dress in mm. and tess is like almost crying she's like oh dad like oh my god can you believe it george and he's like yeah, that's beautiful he's like I, a wet I think blanket meant to be like he's playing it down because he's so cool so like but he, he doesn't just, come across cool he, he comes across like composed. a wet wife oh god I, I think it's meant to be a sense of composure but again i prefer personality over that i love the bit where um jane quits Mm. because he's like oh i can always rely on you you never say no and she's like that's it that's it i'm done yeah (laughs) that is the signal which is great and she realizes sort of what a mug she's been without meaning to yeah it it calls back to the first date that she had that talked about her inability to say no but Mm. it does it in a way that doesn't feel forced or contrived it it feels like and she realizes it herself yeah it, it feels like that's a genuinely a split moment that she has found a link to herself even though like obviously the writers wrote the link there purposefully yeah it it doesn't feel forced Mm. so yeah and their kiss is suitably crap i too i forgot because i I watched this film a lot when i was younger i was kind of similar to you where i didn't watch it a hundred (laughs) times but um yeah i was a complete fan and i 
forgot about the kiss. So as it was coming up, I was like, oh. Yeah. And also, I don't buy that they just both wouldn't feel anything for it. I don't buy it. That's too neat an ending to that. Way too neat. It could have been that she was just out of love with him. It's the fact that they tried to kiss twice, too. You know what I mean? Ridiculous. <laughs> so, like, there was some doubt there about the feelings. Well, yeah, the second kiss is weird, because they're like... Oh. Both weird. They're like, I I didn't feel a thing. Do you want to just, like, for, for science, let's try it again? Mm, it, it was just weird. I feel like that was already something we could have... We could have gathered that she was already over him. If you wanted to reinforce it in a different way, you could have. Didn't need him kissing her him kissing her seems very far-fetched too yeah i think he like just he probably felt narratively is the wrong word but like he felt for the situation that that's what he was supposed to do because she was in the middle of like this rant about how she needed to leave and like and she was in she was in love with him yeah and so he's like oh well if i kiss her this might solve the problem yeah it feels messy man for a film that i think does so much so well that and um tessa becoming some sort of a monster i'm like those parts feel so weird i've also just thought of something yeah when she is his assistant Mm. she's basically like his mother like it's a bit pathetic yeah he puts his dry cleaning slip on her desk which i think is inappropriate Mm. she's not to your mother or your slave um she has to tie his tie for him. Has he never learned how to tie a tie? How old is he? 30 something? Jesus. Um, if you can, if you know how to like, Hyde can do all these like, adventurous yeah, yeah. things. You set up your own business out of your living room. But you can't But you can't fucking tie a tie. Okay. She is, basically like, his mother and his, agent and his organiser and his calendar and like, all these. Everything everything to him and so when she's quitting her job i feel like he might be kissing her in the hope that if they do feel something then he gets to keep all of those things that's that's a cynical take that's way too cynical (laughs) even for me that's way too cynical i think i've just thought about it now no i think he is vulnerable in that situation because he has just uh found out the person he was going to get married Mm. you know I think he, to some extent, is on the rebound. He realises that Jane's been in love with him, and he feels flattered by that. Mm. And I think that's why. I don't think he thinks, oh, shit, she's going to leave. She actually does all this stuff for me. Yeah. I should romantically appreciate her. No, 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 no. no. But I think he thinks that if he kisses her and by some miracle, like, they both feel like this magical love and romance and stuff then that would fix all of his problems and he would get to keep his mother calendar honestly we could go back and forth on reasons why they did this but i don't know why they put us through this i don't feel anything for his character like at all yeah and he was such a wet wipe what do you think about the ending the ending is in the grand uh romantic gesture or the ending is in the wedding actually actually both okay i find the the grand romantic gesture her making a speech to him uh, cringy i find it fine i find it completely fine i actually think her speech is kind of cute um i think him saying like get over here 
Oh, that bit's really cute. Sweet. I just don't like the speech. And the music swells in. Yeah. Um, I just think they should have had more time apart for some reason. For me, I was like, it wasn't quite enough. Oh no, I like. I'm, I'm a, fine a with delay. it. <laughs> with the wedding, I'm like, I I don't I don't want the film to be ending that way. You don't need them to get married. I'm in still the saying film. it in present tense as though there's some hope. <laughs> They might release a director's cut. <laughs> but I just would have loved a less of a squeaky clean, perfect ending. I found it very amusing to have the 27 um, bridesmaids. bridesmaids. I think that's a nice tie-in, but I didn't need it. Like, yeah. And if they were going to have something like that, maybe they could do like a couple of flashes forward and just have like a snippet of a wedding and then that pan down and then that's it. Um, and it's kind of like not the proper ending it's just kind of like a snippet of an ending afterwards you know Mm. I think the last scene should have been more so that they met up a year or so later I don't know how this would tie in with the the romantic gesture by the way Jesus Christ but I just think they could have had something a bit sweeter like a, a flash forward that was a bit sweeter and it was like a question mark but it was leaning more towards they were going to get together no one more sweet conversation between them where they're like going back and forth i think would have been great just something about what he did and how he feels Mm. because also that's not he apologizes a lot but he doesn't explain it to her there's no that's true yeah i just feel like that should have been a more fleshed out conversation like they give fleshed out opinions on marriages that aren't even their own do you know that's true yeah he never actually apologizes or explains like past it actually uh, immediately after it happens Mm. when he's trying to explain but she's storming out yeah he never actually explains the whole article thing to her yeah even though in retrospect it's it's not that bad because he was writing the piece but then it got released before he could make the changes to it which he kind of uh says to her like in a rambly explanation i know but she's, she's not listening to about, yeah yeah i feel like some reflection on his part of who he was then and mm. who he is as a result of knowing her mm. even if uh, even if again if it's a flash forward like six months or something when he's at a place where he's accepting that maybe they won't get together, that would have been better. Mm. Maybe it should have been they were chatting back and forth in this flashback or whatever, and he can still do the get over here bit, and then she just doesn't have to have the cringy speech that you were talking about. Oh, my God. Sorted. I think... I've just thought of this in my head now. Okay. Maybe she goes to look for him on that... It's a it's a wedding on a, a yacht, isn't yeah. it? Or, like, a boat or whatever. Um... And so she had been maybe talking to the bride because the bride accosts her. Mm-hmm. And then he could have seen her, like, through the crowd. And she could have just been looking for him rather than looking to, like, make a speech, like, in mm. front of everyone. Um, he, uh, she, could, she could have just been looking for him. He could have spotted her before she saw him. And then he could have gone up to the stage and made a speech and and been like... I see you, and then explained everything. Mm. Because it was on him, really, to make the amends. (laughs) It's weird, because, yeah, romantic gestures are usually, you know, the one who's kind of done the wrongdoing gives the And it's usually the the bloke. It's usually the bloke. Yeah. You know, we we don't mind a switch up. Actually, write in the script. If she'd done something wrong. Yeah. 
then yeah. But all she did was wrong was like not uh, be super trusting of him. And yeah. then the moment she is, it's like, oh, well, you've been using me yeah. most of this time. I mean, they have the moment outside the restaurant where he's like, oh, I wanted to be here for you. But he still doesn't really explain anything about the article. No. Yeah. I still love it. <laughs> no, I, I just feel like it, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all as a romantic gesture bit as them getting together and even the wedding scene like it has amusing parts enough for me to be like oh this is fine Mm. but I just think it could have been better or something more because again I regardless of the romantic gesture and the wedding scene I would have still had hope and belief that these people could get together and be together for a long time Mm. so you didn't need to prove that in in those sections of the film yeah and you could have instead done something that felt a bit more un or realistic yeah i guess i agree it was just too squeaky clean and i was like but they're not squeaky clean people i agree they're charming but very flawed yeah and i don't mind you giving gaps in between them being together so they could like work out their kinks a little yeah before they get to their relationship kinks yeah (laughs) yeah um i agree completely Mm. um but i do think it's very characteristic of a rom-com made at this time in the 90s and the noughties rom-coms ended with a marriage a wedding yeah a lot of them i think hollywood execs always pushed for a squeaky clean clean and it ties up all the you know the threads in a nice little bow Mm. i think it's a modern development to end the rom-com with them having like their first proper kiss or like them getting together as a Mm. couple and you know marriage would be way like far off so something like set it up they have their first kiss at the end my best friend's wedding like it did not give us like a perfect ending for our protagonist yeah thank goodness but that my best friend's wedding is a is a yardstick that like i don't think you can really measure other things because it's so far it's such an outlier in its in yeah, its spectacularness. It's, yeah, but that's all the other rom-coms fault. This is not, not that episode, okay? <laughs> It'll always be that episode. Yeah, it's true, true. Everyone will always come in thinking, oh, we're going to talk about, uh, what's this film called? 27 Dresses <laughs> today. <laughs> and I was like, nope. Yeah. Julia Roberts, forever and a day. I really liked the wedding at the end because I, I enjoy this particular age of rom-coms where everything ends with all the threads tied up neatly with a nice little and wedding. they get married yeah because i'm simple with the mates uh it being oh yeah obviously the yeah. mates will inevitably get, get together, together based yeah. on nothing based on nothing about them as people the idea of tessa and george getting back together stresses me out yeah i will say that i thought his like groom look when he looks at her coming down the aisle was not like good enough they spend so much time highlighting it in a film they hiked it up and it's not good it's just he just sort of like look throughout the rest of the he film. just sort of smiles in like a shy way i mm. think you need to be bawling your eyes out just one single glistening tear yeah that's what i'm talking about a really dramatic tear were they blue i don't know from those baby blues <laughs> do you want to end it there <laughs> what that i think he has blue eyes yeah <laughs> oh god what a superficial way to end this yeah I cool. think we're done. That wraps everything up for potentially the longest episode ever. Oh depending my God. on how much I uh, edit out of us mucking around. Quite a bit, I would imagine. We did too much. I think that's like half an hour. We won't tell you guys about it in case it's not in here, but <laughs> it it's won't a lot. be. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. You can follow the podcast now on its own social media. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Air horns, oh, air yeah, horns. <laughs> It's T-A-T-R-I-S-B-Pod on everything. Or Tatrispy Pod, as I've been calling it in my head. 
Trispy pod. <laughs> so we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on that handle. If you type that uh-huh. handle in, you will get us. You're so welcome. Yeah. The favors we do you are ongoing. Hannah, where can people find you on social media? I'm on Twitter at Hannah Cathy and Instagram at Hannah Catherine Thomas. And we're in the bios of all of the podcasts social media accounts as well yeah where can they find you um well if they want to find me (laughs) then all they have to do is uh hunt me down by typing in francesca lou spelt l u with an underscore at the end um and they can do that on either twitter or instagram whatever takes their fancy lovely you want my words or my face i like instagram thanks (laughs) i think we've worked out that i'm shallow yeah thank you very much for listening thank Uh, you tweet us let us know your thoughts on this film if you want are you a lover of this classic Mm. do you think it's not fit for 2019 oh i hope not because i still think it is i think i think it's rather fit it's fine yeah it's better than kissing booth and that was made in 2017 right it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't have too many controversial points other than the slapping i tell you what if any of you have grown up really wanting the chance to slap someone in the face please tell me because it I cannot I was going to joke that you were going to end the sentence like that I was like <laughs> no way is she actually going to though categorically it cannot just be me it must that That's must be a not, thing it must be a thing that is not cute I wouldn't do goodbye, it goodbye everyone <laughs> <laughs> goodbye thank you